so we're going to do this again another drop file i have to do these because i'm supposed to be like podcasting on a regular basis and i just get caught up in life and unfortunately i have not found my rhythm yet doing things i'm doing anyway not an excuse but this is a way for me to kind of capture my thoughts and and put them out um one thing i noticed as um you know i'm a particular person i watch the same couple of shows every day i watch my expert opinion the matt hoffer show on youtube religiously at least once a day because the interviews are amazing and i watch skip and shannon every morning before i go to work because it's entertaining and i like sports but that leads me to something it's like um the the phenomenon or say recent trend of black athletes moving into the podcast uh, arena or space whatever you want to call it whatever the um the buzzword is for um content activity or internet activity whatever you want to call it whatever the whatever the word is for that is like it's it's amazing to me that it took so long but it's even amazing more amazing that it's happening and i mean it's like the natural order of things like first you know you go the net the old way of the press you got print then radio then you get the news and then as the news you get the internet then eventually you know other personnel in the media start moving into podcasting so what a lot of people saw a lot of people like double dip like they get they get famous on being a writer then they become a media personality on television then from there they move on to podcast or if they're on the radio same same right what happened is that as these athletes started to look at media as a way of transitioning away from sports to continue to gain income and not just retire and sit at home and you know have to start a business or find some other means to make an income they started to move into media or attempting to move into media and some of them are doing it while they're actually playing and some of them wait until after they retire but it's it's great because now you get that you get that person who's actually been there doing that analysis whether it's an athlete doing it for the same sport or a different sport it's still good to get that athlete's perspective and now it's getting deeper to the point to where they're just branching out completely once they've um got into the media space and like understood it after being interviewed for so many years or doing so many post games now they get to roll into the space themselves where they're just bypassing that and going straight into the podcast lane. And I think that's amazing. And and it just makes sense. It's like the natural order things evolving. It's like, why should I wait for me to to get picked up by one of these uh, cable uh, sports shows or whatever, or television news shows, or whatever, to get picked up by them when I can just fund my own podcast and maybe grow from there. It's like, why wait on them? Ain't no gatekeepers no more when it comes to being a a podcaster. I mean, there is, but if you have finances, you can pretty much overcome that. Like, if you got the resources to put into it to where you can go and and get studio time or build a studio or you've made connections throughout your um, your playing career to where you uh, have met people and you've made, like, a little network and there's people willing to help you, it's like, why not just do it that way instead of, like, going and then trying to go through a network? You can just build your... You basically build your uh, journalism demo tape via podcast, which I think a lot of people do anyway, but you're going to have a bigger name because you're an athlete. And there's some that are like, they're going to be more popular because more often than not, they're basketball players, right? They, they're they super popular because you see them all the time. They're extra marketable because there's nothing hiding their appearance. Once they get on that basketball court, and they start to execute and they start going to the playoffs and becoming stars, making plays, like they're instantly recognizable wherever you go. 
they're a given. But they're the other one, um, the ones where it's the football players, to where they may not be as recognizable outside of people who pay a lot of attention to the NFL. Like some of these are, are really good as well. There's one I think it's called the Pivot, where they have athletes on all the time, and it's just great to see that because now, not only are you getting people to tell the story from the inside out, there's this phenomenon with black men going on these podcasts and talking about just trauma in general and just how we we don't, I guess we don't express or don't feel the freedom to express things like everybody else. Because even when it comes to our, our women, like black women, they have, they've been depicted in such a way that they have to overcome. There's so much for them to overcome because of just one of them being a woman, them being black, and then you've got everything from what's the marketed image of a black woman to just the beauty standards and then coming out of those beauty standards and then moving to your own beauty standards and then seeing your beauty standards. Um, What's the word I want to use? What's the word? Um, I can't remember the word. Damn, it's the word they use when people take your shit, I guess. Um, if Hopefully, the word's going to be on the tip of my tongue for the rest of the, the, rest of the day until I get it. But anyway, y'all know exactly the word I'm looking for. Um, I just can't think of it right now. I've had a few concussions, excuse me. But just them having to overcome that, it's like the way black men feel about shit kind of gets overlooked, I think. It's like people just think we just out here having fun, doing all this wild shit, and we don't really care. And I think this is a thing for men in general, but for us as black men, it's like as a whole, there's a feeling that we feel unappreciated. Now, I say personally in my home life, I feel very appreciated, but... I'm just saying as a whole, it's like people don't expect us to be able or willing to display emotion or deal with, you know, with things that we've had going on in life that we've been as men taught to like to not express. And as black men, we've been taught by society or our fathers or whatever to kind of you got to be kind of you got to be tough. You got to be hard because. This world is not going to do you no favors, which is something I still believe. Like, there's still the stigma that's out there affects us. It deeply affects us in what we do and the messages and the, and, the, and the lessons we pass on to those younger than us. It's a real thing. It's a really real thing, and it's hard to explain to somebody who doesn't have to go through it. Like, I can't, I can't imagine what it's like to be an Asian man, a white man, an Arab man, Hispanic man, because we all have our own things we go through. We all have our own struggles. We all have our own um, perspectives on things. So as you gain those perspectives going on through life, I expect that you pass those down to men cut from your same cloth. You know, as you go through, you learn, you turn around and you give knowledge back like any, I think, decent man would. But the perspectives are different. So you can't really say that they're all the same. So I just feel like it's important for us because now you're seeing people, these athletes who are at the pinnacle you know, a black society, because that's who we see. We're not taught that we're in these mainstays of industry, culture, and um, these uh, mainstays of like uh, these fields, right? These, whether it's the health field, the science field, um, engineering field, educational field, all these other fields, we're not, we're not seen, we're not taught, we're not programmed to believe that we're a part of that industry. We're not programmed to believe that unless it comes from inside the home, because what we see is so much of us on TV. What we see is so much of the establishment that we automatically have been trained to think is white. 
is inherently white. So we still we're still of the mindset of we're breaking into these industries when we're there. We just don't see us as prominent because we don't own a lot of this shit. So for us, when we look at people at the who've made it to like the pinnacle of society, it's usually somebody rich and famous, right? Unfortunately, and I think that's the same for like a lot of culture, but. There's a twist on it because you look at industry who owns things, whose names are on the outside of these buildings. It's a whole different thing. But the point I want to get to is like when you see what these brothers go through and you see how they they open up when they talk to those who come from the same shit. When they talk to people who have who have been through struggle, who may have come from like a background where they didn't have a lot of resources. And now they've made it due to them being able to be an athlete and compete at a certain level. They made it to like the the top the top of that, and I'm talking about they made it to the pros, they've been successful as a pro. When they talk to each other, there's a a different level, I guess, of vulnerability because they know that their struggle is the same. And they can say things to other people who come from that that those of us who've never made it to that level are never going to understand. It's just like me being in the military. The conversation I can have with another military cat, that connection is instant because we all know we've been through boot camp. We've had to move around. We had to, we had to transfer. Just the third, we've had to have our families pulled around. We've had to deploy. They're just things that we've been through that other people haven't been through. And then you got people who've been in combat, like as far as ground and pound combat, people who've been through air support, people who've been on ships. It's like there's just different communities inside the community. Same thing with sports. And they're able to just communicate on a level that most people just aren't anywhere close to because they don't know that struggle. And the way they open up is incredible. And it's a good way to kind of get inside of the mind of like the black athlete because you got to think you can be the most loved and most hated person at the same time. And that can flip on any play depending on how good you are and and how big the game is, the situation is, the perception of how you and your whole life's work is looked at can change on one play and you can you can either become a superstar you can become a scapegoat or you can be injured and it could be over all your life's work one play how many plays in the game how many games in a season how many seasons in a career and one thing can happen and it's boom Either good, bad, or just over. And then you got all the things, all the pressures that they got to deal with just socially around themselves and their inner circles and the people that they're around and spend time with. And who do you trust? When do you say yes? When do you say no? And how do you just exist in this space? Because I got to feel like if you're not surrounded by a bunch of people like you or you're not surrounded by people who've been with you from the ground up, it's have to, it has to be like a really, really lonely experience. Because even if you're surrounded yourself with athletes, it's like they all are the head of their own family name. They all are the one that made it to that level. And they all have a nucleus around them, right? Unless you happen to be one of the few that made it with a sibling, which is super rare, you're that one person, the pinnacle of your family name. And that's a lot of pressure. So it's like, who do you turn to? Because the other person you would turn to, they got a whole thing going on. And you hear all the time, it's even with the military, it's like you guys go on a deployment together. And then once you come home and now you have time to be with your family, 
You know what I mean? You were that person that was the pinnacle, right? Because a lot of times, you know, the person in that active duty is the breadwinner, right? You go from being amongst a bunch of people just like you to being, okay, boom, I'm back home. I get some time off. Cool. Family time. I got a good nucleus, strong nucleus. I got that. Or you get a bunch of people who were on active duty and deployment's over and they don't have family, but they got a strong network of people just like them. A strong connection from who they deployed with. So you know what? We just kick it after deployment and we all hang out together. Then you have the people who have nothing afterwards. And they get stuck and they get alone and they end them by themselves. And that's when they spiral. So it's a good way to look at um, how we, how people at the top of society, once they get done doing whatever they're doing, or once there's like a break, it's like, okay, what's the after? What's the off season like? What's after the career like? All that. And there's just things that go on even during their careers and stuff like that. But it's just really good to see them moving into this space and expressing that and kind of giving you the nitty gritty behind the scenes of what it's like to be in that space. And I just think it's something that needs to be applauded because we often don't hear it. It's often been a mystery. So I'm happy to see it. I hope I see a lot more of it. Um, there's some talented cats. I, I won't say, I don't know if podcasting is that talent, but there's some guys that are really good at communicating and telling their story and expressing things. So I'm glad that I'm like late to, I'm not late to the party picking up on it. I just haven't said anything about it. And I feel like I should, um, I should, we as black men should pay more attention to it. And then once we pay attention to it, I hype it up. Everybody else will pay more attention to it. And I think it is great to see, man. But, um, I just had to get off my chest. You know what I'm saying? Just, just another drop file, take it back on my current, to, or not my current, but on my actual schedule I want to be on. Until then, we'll go from there. Thank you for listening if you're listening. And if you're listening, listen to somebody else. Peace. I'm just saying, I got to say, if there was an award for being inconsistently consistent, that would, that would probably be me. The thing is, I'm glad, though, because when I was consistent back when I had the podcast under the previous name, it was there was a lot of stuff that I wasn't proud of. Looking back now, at the time, I was super proud of it because I was doing it every week and I was really trying to get stuff out there. I'm proud of it, more proud of the effort than the content, if that makes sense, because like now... Now I wouldn't, now I won't, I haven't. And I've been trying to stay from things that were away from things that were like more on the political side of things and more maybe, I won't say pop culture at the time, but at the time, politics was really pop culture, at least in my life, because I was paying attention to it every day. And I'm not there no more. I'm not on that. I think for me, I grew up a little bit in the space in between when I was dropping the episodes. So now that I'm not consistent with it and now that I'm just making, kind of making it as I go, I feel better. It's like there's no pressure on me to talk about certain things and I just feel better about it. Even though I know when you're doing the podcast, you've got to be consistent. And I think that's why I'm trying to go about it the way I am now, kind of have to reset. I just maybe do it not so structured, drop a couple of joints, record it, piece it together and then I'm trying to put that out on a regular basis and do it like that as the thoughts come to my head I'll just do it that way because it's, it's just more natural it's just more real that way and I was thinking about something that um, recently is like man those 
those past podcasts, like, I don't feel like put me in the best light. Like, if I wanted to promote this now to other people, I just feel like I don't have the heart to delete them because that was me at a point in time. And I feel like if I deleted them, that would be erasing my past. And then you wouldn't see growth. You wouldn't appreciate where I'm at now if you don't listen to the old ones. I mean, you may, but I would think you would appreciate it more if you had listened to the time before. Like, it was the thing to do to kind of say some of the shit I was talking about at the time frame. But when you look back, it's like, was it worth it? Was it not worth it? I couldn't tell you. Um, For you, for me, I feel like I had to do that to get to this point. And um, I'm not ashamed of the growth as much as I am like, I don't appreciate the content now as much as I did then. So going forward, I feel like I have to leave that there for people to get the full understanding of who I was and who I am now and who I'm striving to be. And I was thinking about one of the best t-shirts I ever seen made. It's like four simple words, be a good human, right? I feel like it's nothing you shouldn't have to say, that you shouldn't have, yeah, that you shouldn't have to say this. People should just do it. But I think it's awesome that somebody actually put it on a T-shirt for people to to wear as a reminder, like, hey, with all the bullshit that's going on, with all the differences we have, just be a good human. Because tribalism is natural, right? You Even, even how we broken down, you got the world, you know, you have, and in the world you have, we are we call what we call continents. You have um, countries inside the countries. At least not countries. You have states. You have counties. You have cities. You have districts. You have neighborhoods. You have blocks. You have streets. Right. So everything gets broken down at some point for people to kind of figure out ways to like separate themselves and still realize that you know at the same time that we all still one unit, one thing, one one movement as far as humanity goes we just have these little things that separate us and sometimes we we take it too far and we make it something that it shouldn't be um instead of just embracing us each other as humans and like just understanding that we are all kind of on the same accord which is like you know living until we no longer live and that's just the just the thing we got to deal with because me personally, like, at the end of the day, nobody wants humanity to lose. Like, I say it all the time. I just want the team to win. That's it. That's pretty much the basis for it, man. Like, all humanity, we, you know, at our core, we just want the team to win. Even though we see things that are tragic and we see war and we see people starving, like, nobody likes to see that shit. No matter whether you help out or you just ignored or you just try to keep yourself from getting that situation, Nobody wants to see humans doing poorly. We all just want us to win, and some of us go about that in different ways. Like, if you understand basketball at all, it's like, I don't need to be Steph Curry. I'm perfectly happy being Alonzo Ball, right? And if, if like, like I said, if you understand basketball, it's just understanding that these guys are two people with the same goal to win games, and both of them just elevate their perspective teams differently like Steph Curry is so great offensively 
and so dominant that he can put the team on his back and create openings for other teammates, which elevates his team's ability to play basketball. Lonzo Ball, on the other hand, is is better at defense and slowing down other players and then also creating openings for his teammates because of passing before they even knew that they were going to be open he's getting the ball to them and giving them an opportunity to score because that's how he elevates his team both doing the same thing and I'll be honest like not on the same level honestly and obviously but both still elevating the team and the goal at the end of the day is for the team to win so I just wanted to say that to like you know um I'm trying to give this reboot some time because I got a new schedule, new things I got to figure out. And I have a different agenda and trying to figure out the agenda and base it on life instead of what's happening around life is has been a little bit more difficult, but it's also felt a little bit more authentic. And I have to choose the things I speak about, I think carefully because I want somebody that, ha- that knows nothing about me to be able to listen to this and grab onto it and understand that I'm just a human being human. And I'm trying to get this stuff off my chest in order to be a better person and continue to help my team win. But at the end of the day, everybody's gonna judge it how they judge it. I just want them to have the opportunity to judge the present me against the past me and see where future me is at whenever I get there. But, you know, that's just another drop file.